The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer. The neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. On December 27th, 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina, with Biddle winning 5-0. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, September 19th. I'm Donald Ware. It's Takeaway Tuesday here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. A couple of house cleaning items before we get to some of the takeaways from week three. The HBCU football uh, coaches and media polls uh, were released on yesterday. This typically doesn't happen, but right now the media says, the uh, the coaches say that North Carolina Central is number one, and the media says that Florida A&M is number one. Now, uh, obviously you look at North Carolina Central uh, with its loss, to UCLA, it was playing up, uh, and and I think you know the coaches. I, I think when you look at the coaches, the coaches know that it's very difficult to win football games, uh, and so the coaches, I believe, take that into consideration. The media knows that, and this is just my opinion, that uh, the Eagles are playing up as well, but sometimes. You know, if you decide to play these games, they'll still say, well, uh, you know, you uh, they, they may not hold it against you as much. Um, but still, obviously, because, I mean, if you look at the media poll, uh, 11 of the 21 first place votes went or 22 first place votes went to North Carolina Central points wise, Florida A&M. Uh, received more points. And uh, by the way, Florida A&M did receive eight first place votes as well. On the coaches' side, the Eagles received 13 first place votes and Florida A&M received five first place votes. So in the coaches' poll, NCCU number one, FAMU number two, Jackson State, even though it lost, it played up to Texas State, lost Uh, Doesn't move, stays at number three. Tennessee State made a significant jump from number number nine last week to number four. Big win. I I don't think we're talking about that enough. 
that was a huge win, I think, by Tennessee State over Gardner-Webb in the manner in which Tennessee State won as well, which really could be one of my takeaways um, also was I thought that was a tremendous and a huge win by Tennessee State. The, the thing is now, though, where do you go from here? How do you, you know, take a, a win like that and really kind of keep things going? And that's really what I'm interested in seeing um, really uh, from this football program. Okay, great win. Okay, excellent win. Now you've got to kind of pick that up and, um, you know, keep things going. If, if you're Tennessee State, you got to kind of keep, keep things going. I believe Tennessee State has a bye week. Um, and it does, as I looked at it right here. So Tennessee State actually has a bye week. So maybe a chance to correct some things, even from the Gardner-Webb game. I thought I think Gardner-Webb's a good program. It's a program that won the Big South last year where, you know, you have A&T and Hampton. Oh, well, A&T was in the Big South uh, on last year. And so I think that's a big win. Uh, again, Tennessee State four, Hampton five. Big win. That's going to be one of my takeaways um, from Howard Hampton wasn't even ranked in the poll on uh, or the top 10 on last week, six through 10 Prairie View, A&M Howard Morgan state, Alcorn state and Alabama state in the media poll. Again, Florida A&M number one uh, out, out distanced or outpointed, if you will, North Carolina central by five points. The Eagles number two, followed by Benedict who received two pl- uh, first place votes and number three, Benedict has only given up seven points all season followed by Virginia union at number four, Virginia union um, and Jackson state uh, actually flip flop positions from last week. And uh, Jackson state is number five, six through 10 looks like this Tuskegee, Virginia state, Morgan state, Hampton and Prairie view A&M surprisingly, Tennessee state is not in the media poll. That is very, very surprising, especially with the win that Tennessee State got. The HBCU National Players of the Week, Hampton running back Elijah Burris, six carries, 111 yards, one touchdown. He had the big 93-yard touchdown scamper in the third quarter. I think that is what, even though Howard on the, I think it may have been the next possession, got a field goal. Howard only got two field goals in the fourth quarter. I think that touchdown run especially gave the offense of Hampton a lot of momentum because remember, Hampton was down 14 in the fourth uh, and ended up winning that football game. Uh, And then also David Wright, the quarterback for Allen, uh, a phenomenal game, completed 30 of 53 passes, 411 yards. He had five touchdowns. Allen is 3-0 on the season. And it was a huge, huge win uh, for the Yellow Jackets coming from behind because Four straight scoring plays for Allen to come back to complete the win. All touchdown passes by David Wright. So it was absolutely tremendous. So uh, let's get to the takeaways. One of my takeaways is you still, even though North Carolina Central lost, and uh, even though Miles lost by one point to Arkansas Pine Bluff, and again, Miles is playing up, playing on the road, Uh, You still have quite a few undefeated teams in HBCU football. Uh, You have Benedict, Virginia Union, Tuskegee, and Virginia State, and Allen 
are all undefeated. So five teams are undefeated in HBCU football as we're in week three plus in opening week. I mean, I think that is of great significance uh, at this moment in the season. Okay, so that's one of my takeaways. Uh, One of my other takeaways, if you're Howard, it's a bad loss. If you're Hampton, it's a great win. Um, If Hampton had lost that football game, uh, this is the thing about the win by Hampton and, and, and to me why it's so significant. And then the loss for Howard, um, I mean, it, it's just a, it's just not a good loss. I mean, uh, from a significance standpoint, I mean, you know, it's not, you know, it's not the greatest, um, you know, you know, you want to win every game and you have a fourth quarter lead you want to lose. But at the end of the day, for Howard, Howard is in the MEAC. For, ne- for neither team, it was a MEAC game, but Howard's going to win some more games along the way. It's not to say Hampton won't, but Hampton's got a bye week, then plays Richmond, okay, uh, plays Campbell, who is playing very well, uh, plays Monmouth, uh, plays Delaware, uh, A&T, Maine, William & Mary, and Elon, okay, that's a tough schedule, okay? That's an extremely tough CAA schedule. So it's a big win momentum-wise, plus a bye week. Clean up some stuff. Why you, Why did you get down by 14? Why were you down the entire game and then down 14 in the fourth? Clean that up and then go uh, your next meeting uh, against Richmond, which is going to be a tough game. Um, a, signific- a significant win, solid quarterback play. Enough, efficient. Let your running game do the rest of the work. Uh, Howard uh, Hampton ran the football extremely well. Also, Hampton's got to clean up that because Howard ran the ball extremely well as well. So Hampton's got to clean that up. Hampton's got to be able to uh, be able to clamp down and uh, stop the run. So a significant win for Hampton. You come from behind. You're two and one now with conference play looming and a very very tough. Schedule. I think there are four or five CAA teams right now that are ranked in the top 25 uh, in the uh, in the FCS poll. So that that that's a significant win again for Howard. Um, you, you know, you, you got you got to get you got to get it right. Like you you, you know you, you you know the battle for HU. Um, you know, it's just a football game that you can't afford to lose. And by the way, you know, I'm seeing a lot of teams are having buys um, this upcoming weekend. Quite a few teams, as a matter of fact. Uh, and, and again, Howard, a lot to clean up before it takes on uh, Robert Morris uh, in Pittsburgh or in the Pittsburgh area in two weeks. So that's another one of my takeaways. Another one of my takeaways, Mississippi Valley State, tough going. 35-7 to loss uh, to Delta State. Um, I get it. But, but you know, Mississippi Valley State hasn't really been good, probably, since it let Willie Totten go. Boy, was this the latter part of the 2000s? Maybe 09, um, 08, maybe again, the latter part of the 2000s. Mississippi Valley State has not really been good since then. Now, there were there was a, a year or two under Carl Morgan where they may have won five games. But this has been a Mississippi Valley State program that has really, really struggled. The other thing is this. This is the same Mississippi Valley State program uh, that, pro- has, that produced um, 
Willie Satellite Totten, the aforementioned, Jerry Rice, uh, Sam Washington, former head coach of North Carolina A&T, Vincent Brown, current head coach uh, of, of, um, of, North Carolina, of North Carolina A&T, Archie Cooley. Like, this is, and, and I get it, that was sort of back in the day when uh, a, lot of, you know, a lot of times it's a smaller area, um, kids, you know, a lot of times you go to those areas, you focus on football, you focus on those academics, keep all of that other stuff for the most part uh, out of the way. Kids want to do a lot more now, and maybe uh, Ada Bena doesn't provide that as a small town. I think Greenwood is not terribly far, but again, it's another small town in Mississippi. But I'm just wondering, um, and again, new coach, right? So, you know, he, he has has to have an opportunity to kind of come in and, you know, sort of really get things right there at Mississippi Valley state. Um, and so we'll see ultimately how things, uh, really play out there, but it's, it's tough. You know, it's, 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 it's tough there uh, at Mississippi Valley state, especially when you think about the history uh, of Mississippi, Mississippi Valley state and to go to, to have to go to Delta state and lose at a division two program, um, wow, I hope, you know, I just, I hope he's getting the resources that he needs to be able to put together a successful football program. And it doesn't get any easier because Valley's got to go out to Indianapolis and take on the defending HBCU champs in North Carolina Central, who's coming off of a loss. That leads me to my next uh, takeaway. Uh, you know, no problem for me with the Eagles going out to UCLA um, playing in that game, getting the $700,000 payday. You got to be able to fund your program and it helps to fund um, some of the other programs with respect to athletics. And I, I always have liked the way that NCCU has operated its athletics program. You look at since NCCU has come into division one, I, I don't believe in uh, North Carolina central has had, I could be wrong, but a single APR incident Okay, they do things the right way there. Uh, and, and Skip Perkins now the athletics director. Uh, but you look at Ingrid Wicker McCree. You look at Bill Hayes prior to Ingrid Wicker McCree doing things the right way. Um, so no problems there. But you come out of that with your star quarterback injured. All the reports I've read, he's injured. I don't know how severe uh, the injury is, but that's significant um, because. Um, you know, maybe not as significant this week. Again, all, re- you know, you, 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 when you, pl- when you're playing, you don't take any opponent lightly, lightly. But the fact of the matter is, you know, Mississippi Valley State is not a good football team. Okay. Right now. So I think the Eagles can go out there, get a win, even if Davius Richard doesn't play. Um, but you know, I, I, I like the fact that they went with him. You, you could have said, well, you know, maybe shut him down because, uh, you want to make sure you're fresh for conference play and he's good to go. But he's been a significant part of this program for four years now. And he needs an opportunity to show what he can do uh, against uh, a top 25 opponent in the FPS, a power five opponent. And sometimes things like this are going to happen. In football, injuries are going to happen. Um, it is a significant injury. Uh, it, it, well, I don't, I don't, well, let me back up. I don't know if the injury in of itself is significant, but it's significant that he is injured, 
or gets injured in that game, no problem, you know, but, you know, play him, you know, let him show what he can do. I don't know if he had, you know, the numbers would indicate that, you know, it wasn't a great outing the small amount of time that he was in there, but I don't know. Did he, you know, you have to dive more into the numbers and I didn't see the game. So I don't know. Somebody want to enlighten me on how he looked in that football game. By all means, uh, you can do that. But I hope that he is um, not injured enough where it's going to keep him out for a significant amount of time. And again, he's it, it, for MEAC play, he's got some time. Okay, he's got some time until the MEAC season starts for North Carolina Central. So that's another one of my takeaways um, also. So those are some of my takeaways. Give me your thoughts. Hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow. B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W or on my personal Twitter account at dware one Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you can, of course, watch on the Box to Row YouTube channel. You can also listen at BoxToRow.com as well as iHeartMedia.com. Really tell someone about this podcast. We got you covered when it comes to HBCU football. Have a great day. We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you and on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142, and on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.